slow. Your trap slow, my nigga. I feel sorry for you. Sorry, nigga. Cause we banging hand to hand, getting it in them holes. I'm talking transactions, CDS, them distributions. We going hard with this shit. We need our restitution. I love my nigga, so I do whatever for my dog. Nigga, say he need me, and I got him. He'll never fall. I'm coming in the clutch, something like I'm Kyrie. You niggas bluffing, man. I wish you niggas would try. Be down, and guess what? We need answers. All right, so we need answers podcast. We back here on a good Sunday. Got my guy Quintel in here. Yep. You in here talk about a couple things going on in the city. You know, I always like to shine the light on different entrepreneurs, different businesses we got going on, especially when it's all in good health. Because health is wealth. Uh, real big on that. So, uh, getting started. Guess you can introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How you got your upcoming and all that? I'm Quintel, founder of Good Partner Company. It's a juice bar and health cafe located in Mount Vernon at 1216 North Charles Street. I'm born and raised in Baltimore, graduated from the almighty Baltimore City College. Okay. Then I went to Lincoln University. I graduated from Lincoln and um, I ain't going to date myself. <laughs> yeah, so graduated from Lincoln. I got a degree in philosophy, but the best part about that was going to a black college. Right? Yeah. Lincoln is a, a HBCU. So In Philly, right? Um, yeah, yeah, not too far from Philly. Okay. Um, I learned a lot of, got a lot of life experience, mostly um, social life experience, right? It wasn't, it was a, it was a decent academic experience, but I learned a lot about communicating with people. Okay. Connecting with people, mm -hmm. um, understanding people, like how you relate to them or, or maybe not, and just learning from people. Mm -hmm. That's what I took most from college, and I brought that back home and just started like moving around, figure out where I wanted to be in life. Mm. You know, that first job out of college is never the, the job you no, think you're going to get, never right? same with me. <laughs> you know, you, you got some job. I mean, you making you might be making some money more than what you ever made before. Yeah, but, but it ain't kinda, what it is. Yeah, it and, and getting my degree in philosophy, mm. that's about as liberal as liberal arts as you can get. So okay. there's no hardcore definitive jobs you get for philosophy okay. other than... um. They do a lot of consulting. I didn't understand what consulting was. It sounded like a scam to me when I was that yeah, age. Yeah, it do I, sound like it. Yeah, and then, um, and then law school, because I, I do a lot of reading and writing from uh, multiple sides of an argument when you got to study a lot of theory. Yeah. So I took the LSAT. Okay. But I was like, man, I ain't really trying to be a lawyer. I mean, I thought it was cool they get paid to get to wear fly suits and stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. But when I really thought about it, I was like, that, that's not the trajectory I'm trying to go mm -hmm. on. So, um then I thought about moving and stuff like that, but we can we can get into all that type of stuff later. But yeah, born and bra born and raised in Baltimore. Okay. Um, and it's been quite a journey. So okay, yeah. So I'm so glad to be back and doing business in Baltimore, though. How long have you been back? I mean, well, you well, I mean, came back. I came straight back. Yeah, okay, but okay. I'm glad to be doing my business okay. here because I had opportunity to do things other places. Okay. So I'm glad to have my business here. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. We need more. And uh, um, well, tell us, tell us about well before you get to that. Like I said, we start from the from the bottom to the top. Okay. So um, I know for a long time you was known for doing events and stuff, right? Yeah. So how how did you start getting into that? So at Lincoln, we had you know you got frats and sororities, mm -hmm. but Lincoln would charter groups. So like just clicks of people that hung out together. Mm -hmm. Like you can get chartered, and then you can do like events and stuff on campus. Okay. So I came home one time and like. I came home and I called my homies. I was like, yo, these dudes up here from Philly, they doing these parties. Mm. They do them at school, but mm. they just like homies like us and they do them back at home. Right. So I kind of like planted a seed and just started talking. Mm. When I was away, I came back. One of my homies started putting together the plan and he was, you know, started doing some events. Mm. So that kind of built up into what became Schoolyard Entertainment. Okay. So we started Schoolyard Entertainment in 2004. So that was like, you know, 
only a little bit at the time I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. So me and my homies all got together. And at that time, you're like 21, 22, 23. Mm -hmm. You don't really, at that in the, in the early 2000s, everything was either 30 and over or hammerjacks, mm -hmm. like hardcore clubbing. Mm -hmm. No like in between. There's no mm -hmm. in between. Mm -hmm. So we legit had a business opportunity. We was filling the void for people, for young adults, yeah. just getting into the game. You know, we got our own different style. We don't dress like 30-year-olds. Mm -hmm. We trying to get with the girls that's older, so we don't right. want to look like the young dudes yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So we trying to like make a space for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what that was the aim for our parties. We okay. need to have like kind of a fly venue. We already know the music because we all had pretty good taste. We went to black colleges, so yeah. we know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we started schoolyard entertainment. And schoolyard entertainment is based off where we used to hang out on uh, city. At, at, no, over east okay. on. on uh, Kenwood and Huffman. So we went okay. to, a lot of us went to Fort Worth and to elementary. Okay. So on the, at the corner of Huffman and, and Kenwood mm -hmm. and Ken Hill, that little area, that is a mm -hmm. big schoolyard right, right there. Right, right, right. So we used to hang at the schoolyard all the time. Okay. That, that birth schoolyard entertainment. Mm -hmm. Just kept it organic. So we started out, we did a couple of events um, at two locations and then always I give props to Mark Baltimore, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. He was doing events called Soul Candy. I remember, I remember everything about the whole nightlife business because like, okay. That had that really was a part of my formative year. So they had Soul Candy at um, it was a dope name. They had really dope flyers, and they was at Red Maple. Okay. So we came down there. We went to the party. Was like, yeah, this the vibe right here. What was but, it? What was it like? Cause I ain't familiar with so that. So Mark Baltimore was older than us by at least five or six years. Okay. So he already appealing to demographic women. We was looking. Yeah, we was yeah. looking. We we wanted to get with, but they wasn't necessarily our peers. Right. Right. And they all had had the look. Right. Yeah, so we yeah. thinking you know okay. more in terms of how the party should look. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, Red Maple specializing like tapas and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it was still kind of cool. Their party was light in attendance, mm -hmm. but it was maybe by design. It wasn't okay. supposed to be that turned up. Yeah, we came in, flipped the whole script. Okay. It was turned up. <laughs> Soon as when we got there, we turned that joint up. Right. But when we went, we went respectfully and we told him like, "Yo, we want to start doing parties here. Uh -huh. Is it cool if we come in and do it?" At he was Red like, Maple. Yeah, he okay. was like, it, "It wasn't his place. He ain't own it." Okay. But he, he was a like... black guy in there before us. Okay, got you, got you. So okay. we just show, and he was older. Mm -hmm. You know, he we just show respect. Like, yo, we like to come in and do some parties. You know, we're not going to conflict with what you got going on. Mm -hmm. Is it okay? And he was like, yeah. So it was him, Dewan, Dehove, I don't know if you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So he was, the, and then they formed Blacklist and, and all that good stuff. So okay. we came behind them and we could only get slotted for a Sunday, mm -hmm. right? Because they had topics and all that other good stuff. And then they had their world nights on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have no spot. So we had to fill in whatever. Yeah. But we just, you know, young young guys, we going to do what we got to do. Happen. Whatever, whatever. Happen, yeah, man. we like, whatever. Yeah. So what? We got to go to work on Monday. Right. So we started doing Red Maple and that became like our calling card every last okay. Sunday at Red Maple. Okay. And so what we year was that, this? That was 04. So we did that for okay. six years, from 04 to 2010. Okay. Every last Sunday. And we, we did different events, too. We had, you know, some collaboration events. We mm -hmm. did um, Ray Lewis Full Moon Cafe when that was open. Oh, down uh, Canton, right? Yeah, yeah down yeah, in Canton. Okay, okay. Um, we did Night of the Cookers. We was doing Robert Oliver for, for like happy Night hours and stuff. We had <laughs> on Howard Street, right? Yeah, on Howard yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. We, we was doing, we had um, sponsorships with Jack Daniels, with um, Rockefeller and Armadale. We did a whole, okay, bunch, a whole bunch of stuff. So. Y'all was you was doing that yourself, like getting the sponsors. And yeah, all? so we ain't know like like if you didn't work, none of us had degrees in marketing, mm -hmm. so you ain't know a lot. It was just hustle. We was yeah, just trying yeah, to figure out, yeah. but we knew right. if you look on the back of a flyer or on the bottom of a box or something, you, you can find an address. Somebody, yeah. yeah, so you know, and right right at, right around that time, everybody had an email. Mm -hmm. right? Everybody was even on Yahoo mm -hmm. or whatever MSN. Mm -hmm. So we was just sending out emails, making phone calls, and um. And we got on with a bunch of different people. And we didn't know a lot about marketing. We didn't know, we didn't have any formal education on mm -hmm. it. But we did know we had numbers. Yeah. 
If, if and you, a lot of marketing, I, I actually got a degree in marketing, okay. but a lot of that is when you learn that stuff in class, it's like, I already know this shit for real. Yeah. Just got terms and shit, you know, like any right. other degree. Right, so we, we, ain't know enough, we ain't know anything about putting together decks. Mm-hmm. All we know is we kept it in-house on flyer design because we didn't want to pay nobody. Yeah. So me and, my, me, and, me, and, me and the guy at the time I was working with, mm-hmm. we started designing our own flyers. Okay. So... With that, we had flyer design so we can send out anything digitally and make it look good. Mm-hmm. But we legit had numbers. Okay. If you come through Baltimore, you ask somebody about Red Maple, yeah. they're going to bring us up. Yeah. <laughs> How much can you send us? How much liquor we going to okay. get? Okay. What you want back? Is yeah. it free? How You know, that that's right, what right, we know. Right. We was like okay. kind of ignorant. We yeah. wasn't aggressive, but we was damn sure persistent. So uh-huh. we, we was making some things happen. And that was pretty cool. And then we had like opportunities to travel and take parties on the road, like how you see traveling parties and stuff mm-hmm. now. We was a little too scared. We ain't understand that. Okay. I ain't from there. Yeah, that's, that's no intimidating crowd. at a young age sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah, so we never really explored any of that. But, you know, we came in right before nightlife changed to, like, kind of bottle culture and stuff. Mm. We didn't even have VIP sections in, in Red Maple. Okay. okay. We was a little bit, like, we just knew we had the best crowd than most people. Yeah. Yours was more, if you, from what, from what I get from what you're describing, yours is more, if you come in to have a good time, this is, you're having a good time. Right. Now it's more of a, you coming to stunt you come yeah. in and uh, do all the extras and all that. Yeah, yeah. You might want to have a good time too, but it's more the, the the flashy and all that. Yeah, yeah. We wasn't really up on that. We just was, you know, kind of whatever Rockefeller was doing. We yeah. just tried to do it and make right, it look right. good. Like Rockefeller, bad boy. Yeah, and we <laughs> yeah. just wanted to have fun. As long right. as, you yeah. know, flat out. As long as our outfits was decent and the girls liked it, it was that's cool. all we yeah. cared about. You enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. so we were like, <laughs> yeah. we might buy some champagne here and there, but I mean, we ain't really need all that to make right. ourselves look a certain way or make the party right. better. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we started there. Um, at the same time, I was starting like a clothing line that had to do with the whole um, graphic design background, mm-hmm. and that leads into, you know, future things. But okay. yeah, so we did that up until 2010, mm-hmm. and then um, we closed it down, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, and then I started doing other things, but I kept doing events and stuff. Okay. So uh, I was just trying to do some stuff that was like a bit more creative. I had yeah. partners with Schoolyard, so, mm-hmm. you know, we all had to do that. That was a collective movement. Okay. How many of y'all was it? It was seven of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the break, break, the breakdown on the business wasn't like... Um, Ideal at all. It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like big <laughs> yeah. numbers or whatever. Yeah. But one thing we never had to worry about because we wrote our business model, we never had to pay for anything out of our pocket. Okay. We always had money. We okay. always had enough money to... Buy any decorations, to okay. pay for any kind of bar. Okay. You know, we, yeah. we ain't really worry about that. So Yeah, that's one of the pros and cons about yeah. having a team. Yeah, you got a yeah. team. So we had leg work here and then we had a little bit of muscle and, and hustle. But like when it comes to splitting the pot seven that's, that's, ways, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. You got you to bring yeah. big, something big in for it yeah. to really make out for that. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was all good. We just, because at the time we all had like day jobs and stuff too. Okay. And yeah. most people did not believe that. They thought for that real? all we did was do party shit. That's after how like I always third, be. Yeah, after like the third year in, because yeah. part of nightlife and and is being outside. Yeah. So we don't just go to our events. We got to go other see. People yeah, shit. we want to yeah. support other people. Yeah. We really outside. We got to see what's moving, what's shaking. Right. right. You know what what somebody may have that we can add to our event. Yeah. yeah. And meet the new people that's coming outside right. too, because they, yeah, they may not bring them. Yeah, because they may not know us. So yeah, I'm 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 all yeah. familiar. I I did the thing with um. No, me, Larry, Deron, and BJ was doing a okay. fly young fellas in a pot yeah, of strange shit. Yeah, so yeah. we was. But one thing I see about our time that I have, and I'm, I'm actually, I see this the actual question. But one thing that I regretted, like how Larry continued with it, he kept mm-hmm. it going. I kind of, I'm gonna speak for myself because I don't know about everybody else, but I, I, I kind of lost love for it because at that year, this was like, um, 
maybe 20, the, the 2010, 2012 era, that them, them three years, two or three years around that time. That's when everybody started doing them. Like everybody, yeah, yeah. anybody was throwing a party. Like that's what it was hot. And I had a um and and I was early twenties then. And and now that I know, cause I, I kinda thought about that when it came to doing this. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it, you know, as niggas, we always get to a point like when it get oversaturated, you don't wanna do it. But you always right. gotta if it's your thing, if you got something, if you got a passion for it, you can't let nobody else because they'll fall off eventually. Yeah, yeah. You know who doing shit just to do it and because and it's hot right now. But if you really, your thing, you're going to keep doing it. So I, I say all that to say, I stopped really fucking with it because it got oversaturated. And my, my drive for is like, it's getting played out now. And it wasn't even fun no more. And mm -hmm. then um, Larry kept going, which I, I'm proud he did. But um, I know one thing that I fucked up with, I didn't really take it as a a, a, um, a job or, or a career. I took it as a hustle. Like, we make some money off this pot, this party, put some in the stash, and I spend that, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't really carry it like, this could really take you to another level with this shit. Yeah. So yeah. so I say that to say, did you feel like in, in, that, in that part of, I know you said it was seven of y'all, but did you ever feel like you could have did more or did something different to make it? Yeah, when we started, we had a, a homeboy meeting. So maybe mm -hmm. like 10 of us came, mm -hmm. eight of us started it, one person moved to another city, okay. and seven of us kept it going. Okay. We said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fill this void. Uh -huh. But we see how this going to go. Mm -hmm. Within like the second or third meeting we had, not event, but just a meeting, mm -hmm. we said, yo, we're going to get our own club. Okay. That's when we wrote the business plan. That's why we that's why we didn't keep any money. Okay. That's why we had money, but then we didn't pocket it. it. We just stashed okay, all okay. of the money. Okay. Which didn't work to our favor in the very end. Okay. Um, so um, but we had all the money and that money was the start. So you know, when you got a club, you need quite a bit of money because you gotta get a liquor license, especially a in lot Baltimore. Of everything. It's a lot of things you, you gotta go through. Everything. So we was like, if we can just get this money up, we can have our own club. We got seven of us, there's no way in the world we can't figure right, out how to work right, it out. So right. yeah, we 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 did we did have a long term plan uh -huh. for it. Uh so Damn, that would have yeah, been so hard though, because that's knew. one thing we lack today is is we don't got a lot of spots. Yeah, we knew venues was a problem just yeah. from like us finding Red Maple with Mark Baltimore. Mm -hmm. was like there's no black owned spots or at least places that was you welcoming know us. welcoming yeah mm -hmm. that was welcoming welcoming us in that we liked. Yeah, you know, okay, had, okay. That had decent taste or yeah. or some kind of good design or something. So we like we going to do it ourselves. Yeah. And what, what was this? So the guy, I, I'm not familiar. I got to do my homework on him. So the guy, Mark uh, Baltimore, he only was doing Red Maple? No, he did different events too. Okay. He did stuff at Eden's and, and other events like that. But okay. yeah, Red Maple was like, they was the first ones in Red Maple. Okay. Then it was us and then like other promoters and stuff started doing okay. Red Maple too. Okay. And yeah. basically, Sunday nights became the hip hop night, the urban night, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, got you, got you. So moving along, you said you got into um, designing clothes. Yeah, so when we started, I was already I had I had a job at um a mortgage company, right? Mm -hmm. So upstairs they did mortgage stuff and it was our owns mills. They owned the whole building. Upstairs they did mm -hmm. mortgage stuff, downstairs they did the title, they just had all mm -hmm. everything was all locked down. Mm -hmm. So I was in there and I didn't like the job, but it was like my first salary. Mm -hmm. And and we was doing a party. So I'm just in there just not doing anything mm -hmm. and significant. But I was drawing and sketching all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm about to start a clothing line. <laughs> I'm, in here doing, I'm doing this design stuff, so the design, the creative yeah. part was just flowing. You so was I designing sketching. the flyers? Y'all was doing? Yeah, we was designing the flyers. Okay. And I just started sketching. Mm. And um, at the time, like, my favorite wardrobe piece was a hoodie. Mm. So I was like, I'm just going to start a clothing line, just all hoodies. Okay. And this one, this is the time, like, Artful Dodger and stuff was out. So okay. they had the yeah, crazy yeah, embroidery yeah, yeah. hoodies all and stuff like that. All the big they had and the, the, the uh, yeah. full zip shark yeah. hoodies and stuff crazy like that. Crazy hoodies. Yeah. yeah, so I was just designing crazy hoodies and all that. I just, I probably drew, like, three real 
I mean, 30 like real designs. I took okay. them all to the homies. They were like, oh, it's cool. Uh-huh. My sketches wasn't great, uh-huh. but I mean, I could see what it was and some of them could see it too. Yeah, yeah, okay. So like I had got some samples and stuff made. So this started at the same time schoolyard started. Okay. But I put it on the back burner because I mean, I got a team. We got, we got, we got momentum yeah. over here. Let me yeah. just keep this going. Okay. And I would like make a little sample here and there and the homies like, yo, you got to get me one. Not really understanding what my niche was or how I'm connecting, mm-hmm. I probably should have just made a bunch of stuff and put it on the homies. Okay. And it would have Yeah, took yeah, off. yeah. It would have been your walking billboard. St- st- stupid me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they would have been the billboard. But, you know, it was kind of slow Learning motion. Learning process. Yeah, yeah, it was slow motion. But I just took those, took that skill set. And we talking about six years of design. Mm-hmm. We got to pump out a flyer at least once a month. Mm-hmm. And then in between there, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm all on the blogs back. This like early hype beast. Okay. Nike.town.com, okay. all that yeah. stuff. So Message boards and all that. Yeah, so I'm always following that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So 2010 come, we run into some trouble with the business, you know, mm-hmm. one of our partners was, it was live file play going on. So okay. that's how they ended up closing down. Okay. Um, at the time, my man from college, which goes back to me networking, he hit me like, yo, FIT got these professional design courses. Mm-hmm. You can just take this class whenever you want mm-hmm. or whenever they offer it, but you don't have to enroll in school. Okay. And I was like, word. Yeah, so I tight. go look it up. And, that, and I had a job with the government, so my job is, like, kind of flexible. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up, and it was affordable. And But the times was crazy. It was, like, during the regular day, but then they had evening classes. Okay. So I went and talked to my, my managers and stuff like that. I said, yo, look, I, I got to go to school. I got class once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to. It's in New York, though. Mm-hmm. So I'll come early, and I have to leave once or twice a week, and then I'll, you know, I'll be back tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I'll work the hours off or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and make up the hours. And that's what I did for three years. So 10,000, 2010 through 2012, mm-hmm. I was going to FIT. Okay. For fa- graphic design for fashion specifically, because okay. I was just doing graphic designs for flyers and stuff. Okay, like okay, that. okay. Logos and things. Okay. But I was watching this show, and it was um it was a design, fashion design show. Mm-hmm. But I recognized the program they mm-hmm. was on. I was like, that's what they use that for? Okay. I was like, oh, no, nah, I need to figure this out. And my right. man hit me with it, and the universe spoke Damn, to me. And yeah. I was like, so oh, that's right, confirmation. Boom. Yeah, confirmation. so I took the classes at FIT, did a little network, and I was able to start going to like trade shows mm-hmm. and stuff like And then learning a lot of technical stuff. So okay. if I wanted to do tech packs and design things like that, like uh-huh. freelance or something, uh-huh. I could. But it was really just for me to have my clothing okay. on. So I was like, all right, I put my clothing on to the back burner. Now I got some skills. I'm going to go try okay. to do this fashion thing. Okay. I started doing that like 2011 or whatever, mm-hmm. and that lasted from 2011 to 2016. It's really difficult. It's really difficult for me because I didn't have a team. It was just me, mm-hmm. and I feel like my designs were pretty good. My promotion was lacking because I just didn't have enough funds to okay. promote. Push it like that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I didn't really know where I fit. Like, I ain't have an actual. I was designing because I thought I was good, not mm-hmm. because I was trying to get a message across. Okay. Okay. So I had what people like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It, w- it may have got like some props from like people who really into the game. Like I might wear a piece somewhere mm-hmm. in New York or DC or somewhere else, mm-hmm. and somebody would give me like, "Yo, I like that." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Thanks, man." And I wouldn't tell them it was mine. I just like I'm paying yeah, attention. Yeah. And then yeah. people in Baltimore, some people look at me like, "Oh, yo, that's cool. That's nice or whatever." Mm-hmm. When you come out with some T-shirts though, right? So. Cause I went straight to cut and sew. Okay. Cause I'm up, I'm up here. I think I'm doing it now. Yeah, I'm up yeah, here with all these folks in New York. I'm at FIT. Yeah. I can go around the corner to a manufacturer. Right, like, I'm right. think I'm doing it. Like, I'm going straight to that. So <laughs> you, you you sink a lot of money yeah. into um, you know, design building from scratch when it comes to designs and stuff like cut and sew pieces. So mm-hmm. I was doing that. So that had me slow motion, and that also tied up too much too much money for promotion and stuff okay. like that. Okay. So you know, and I'm like, I'm not necessarily popular. Mm-hmm. I'm just good at something. Mm-hmm. So wasn't really working that well, but I did get get some pieces off. I never made any money doing it. For real? 
I didn't. I never made any money from my clothing line. Which you just broke even? I just broke even pretty much. So you sold it for whatever you was paying to get it made? Hell no. <laughs> nah. So, I mean, but I, like you put up, for cut and sew, uh-huh. you got to pay for samples. Okay. Right? Then you got to get them sized out. Okay. So let's say I make I make a t-shirt, but I make a t-shirt from scratch. Okay. Because I wanted to hit on the shoulders a certain way. And Good quality. Because, yeah. And you know, that. you pay yeah. for the fabric and yeah, all that, yeah, right? Yeah. So you make one sample. That sample might be $80 for one T. Then uh-huh. you got to get it sized out from small to extra large, double XL. So yeah. that's five sizes. So now it's scaled. And then you got to go make however many minimums and actually to get a deal. To get a manufacturing deal. So that's why people do pre-orders. Yeah. So they can make sure they don't lose out on getting yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, so you make a sample, the sample hot, you put on the model or whatever, and maybe you can get some interest and do, right? And I ain't really, I did it that way once or twice because I started learning a little better. Mm-hmm. But um, I ain't make a whole lot of money because then I started doing t-shirts and stuff. And that was cool too. I was finding like different um, mm-hmm. people that made wholesale stuff that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. What was, was the name of it? Quell Collections. Okay. Quell Collections. So the only thing I knew for sure about my brand is I wanted it to be classic, like you can wear it at any time. Okay. I kind of designed everything around gray, black, and white. I was like always looking at Rick Owens and different okay. stuff like that. I wasn't really good with color. Yeah. Um, Probably because of the way I was taught to design. Yeah. You know, like if you go to full design school, like some of my classmates, mm-hmm. they get taught in sections like... Um, there's design theory and fat and like we got taught off a of helmet laying and shit like okay. that, right? But okay. they also have additional classes about color palettes and this mm-hmm. and, and all that type of stuff. I ain't get none of them classes. Right, right. I'm going straight off. This is you what's fly. A little in yeah, there okay. I just know the technical know-how. Okay. If I'm sitting next to them, me and them can bust out the same design right, right. If, if, I, if I need to. Okay. But I don't know everything about textiles and sewing and buttons. I know I need this kind of wood and that one is too light. I need it to be heavier. Okay. The heavier one going to cost me 10 cent more. And if right. I got to make 100, then, you know, it's like, it'll start, yeah, start yeah. adding up. I just knew good quality stuff. So it's a whole lot of stuff. And I was kind of behind the eight ball without, because mm. I, I ain't start from the very beginning. So. Right. So you feel like um, in that part, do you feel like if you, you should have did the the beginning part, or you just was like, nah, I don't really, it? I don't necessarily feel like I should have did it. I probably should have just had somebody to help me. Okay, help me. Okay, just manage the people. Mm-hmm. I started doing pop ups. I went to this dude pop up in Philly named Gianni Lee. A lot of people might know him now, and it's like kind of like a multimedia artist. He do drawing okay. and design, but he started out with a clothing line mm-hmm. called Babylon Cartel, I think. Mm-hmm. But since I had ties in Philly, he popped up on my Instagram. Somehow mm-hmm. I've been following you ever since. Mm-hmm. So I went to your pop up. I'm like, what does a pop up look like? Nobody I know they did a pop up in that. Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went to your pop up, and I, it was like all these. They was all younger than me, mm-hmm. but I understood instantly what was going on. Right. It was one a way to connect with your people yeah. and get merch off. Like you gonna get right. your stuff off. You gonna yeah. sell a lot in that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had my I had a couple pop ups here. So I put together my first pop up. That was pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um. So things was going like okay. But like I said, I ain't really, I wasn't making no money. So right. just whenever I had money, I just put it into yeah. Quell Collections. I felt like I had a cool ass name. Definitely had a decent logo. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, you just learn from it. You just mm-hmm. learn business. It was I was by myself, so like I wasn't insulated with the like I had the homies for schoolyard. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, 2015, 16 came around. Um, I started doing. I was doing like events around it, but sometimes you can't you can't do too many things at once because mm-hmm. people don't start to mix up what it is that you do or don't understand it. Okay, it's not the message ain't clear okay. enough. Okay, I understand what you mean. Yeah, so I I did like I got my hands on a product producer in London and I made leather jackets. Okay, right. So I made some dope ass, um, in my opinion, some uh, they was like uh, leather motorcycle jackets. It was so, real leather. 
Yeah. Okay. That's, 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 a, that's big on me. I, yeah, I'm so I only did a few. I didn't made the order, uh -huh. right? Because at this time, I'm learning how manufacturing work. I know yeah. how to control my cost at least. Okay. So that's, I sold the jackets for like three to 350 Okay. Which is like on the lower end of a leather, on super, real leather super, scale. Yeah, yeah, super. That's why I asked that. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. I, but you, I'm making it um, already for, I'm not making it to, I made it to order, mm -hmm. but I'm not making it custom. Like a lot of people make custom clothes. Like, okay. So like for a rapper, you might make a custom leather or okay. something. I made it. Here go the stock design. Mm -hmm. That's okay. what you get. Okay. Small, medium, large. Right, right. Which one okay. you want. Okay. And I was doing a lot of stuff like, I was trying to add value to the project because now I had to make less and less pieces. I was running out of money. Yeah, so it'd be limited. Yeah, so it's limited. So I started doing like, um, I started painting on some of the stuff. Okay. Right, Forever Underground was the thing I was going with because I realized I wasn't ever going to be popular in this. So Forever Underground was kind of like my I'm old. I got Why the you underdog. Why you say that though? I got the underdog mentality. So okay. I th I'm into like cult status things like okay, okay. like currency or or, okay. or prints and okay. vape. I like the shit that's gotcha. like they it generate a lot of income and interest, but yeah. only for the people who into yeah, it, the, yeah, the yeah, niche yeah, people. Yeah, so that yeah, that's true. how I okay, always I got see you, myself. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So that's what the Forever you. Underground kind of represents. Got represent. your crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was Carl Collections presents Forever Underground. I was doing some pieces, but anyway, I did the leather jacket, and I was like, you know what? That's a bar. Like that's a good way. You you got oh, that yeah. shit off, yo. I did. Oh, I might have yeah. sold like five jackets or something like that. Mm. I still had mine or whatever. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just going back out right here. I'm just going to okay. let it go. I ain't going to keep losing money on this. Let me just figure out the next thing, because. I ain't ever gonna stop. I'm always I'm gonna keep pushing to try to figure out some kind of business for myself. Okay. So I started doing some events again, back to events. Mm -hmm. um, and at this time, like I say, like a lot of more, a lot more creative con consultancy agencies or like designers were becoming like the go-to creative person. Like I don't know, people were starting to understand what it was to be a multifaceted creative mm -hmm. of some sort. So. Mm -hmm. You had like those traveling parties started popping up with um, like Henny Palooza and, okay, and Forty yeah, yeah, Ounce yeah. Bounce and okay. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that might be a space for me because mm -hmm. I understand what a good time looked like for people, mm -hmm. the people who like what the fly people look like that's mm -hmm. out having a good time. I thought I was gonna fill that void. Then yeah. in Baltimore it was different because now I'm like I'm a little past prime partying age to okay. be honest. So what we didn't have was like we didn't really have brunch parties like that. So I started doing like a brunch party mm -hmm. at um no I started with an R and B party. Okay. So me and my homegirl Ayo, she helped me, and we did an R&B party, which, mm -hmm. you know, Q had the R&B party that just passed, so mm -hmm. normally I would work with Q on that. Okay. But since I don't do events anymore, you know, we just kept, he just kept it going, so okay. I still, we still, you know, work on it, but I wasn't like a part of it. Like okay. okay. Anyway, okay. so I did the R&B party. That's, that, yeah. That Turned drink, up. Yeah, that, that drink. That used to get them R&B on yeah, sell it. Yeah, we had it, that's and, and that's, it. Like, like I said, I was past the primary, so I wasn't having fun, mm -hmm. all the bouncing in the party. I yeah. wasn't having fun, but yeah. it wasn't like it was whack. Right. And then, so I had an R&B party because, you know, I was mm. a little bit of my emotional yeah. I'm a little more sensitive <laughs> now. I'm a little, little older, yeah. right? And it's going to bring the women in. Yeah, it's so. It's definitely going to bring the women. That first one went over really, really well. Mm. Where so was it? It was at Myth and Moonshine in Canton. So it's a, it's a it's a restaurant. It's closed now. Okay. Because it sounds familiar. I'm it's right the next block down from where the, um, where the Ray Lewis, where Outback okay. and stuff is. Okay. It's like one uh, or two blocks down. Okay. Um, they kind of focused on moonshine, so they mm -hmm. had their own moonshine, like a whole mm -hmm. lot of different flavors of moonshine. Mm -hmm. But in the back is this big ass barn door. It said twenty three hundred or twenty four hundred. That was their address, mm -hmm. and that was the name of the part upstairs that nobody uses. Like they had a bar up there, they had mm -hmm. restaurant space, like dining space, mm -hmm. but they ain't use it. Okay. So I just so happened to go down there. I don't know if I found it or if I did, but mm -hmm. we found a place. We go down there. We talk to them. They're like, "Yeah, cool. You can you can do an event. Mm -hmm. you know, here's what we got." 
And I was like, all right, we want to make custom drinks. We called them like Forever My Lady and this, that, and the third. Okay, and, okay. Because um, they got all this moonshine. Like, I, I know I ain't about to get no Jack Daniels yeah, on the yeah. deal. Here, they got all this moonshine. We just going to use this moonshine. Right. So we make us some original recipes, call them what we want. Mm-hmm. I put my little creativity to the test, made some flyers, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a good time. It was really surprising to me because I wasn't, I wasn't sure how many people I could attract just by myself without mm-hmm. the rest of the homies. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the homies came to support and forever going to love them for that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people came, but yeah. but it was like people needed that R and B vibe at yeah. the time. Yeah. Right? What well, year was this? Uh, fifteen, twenty fifteen, okay. sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that went over well. We did uh-huh. a deal for like three parties, but you know, Canton is right across the street for all the million dollar homes, mm-hmm. and those people kept calling across the street. Bitching. Yeah. Of so course, can't cool. never do nothing around Yeah, this man, funny, exactly. Yeah. Like we just said, the venue's <laughs> limited. Yeah, yeah, the neighbors going through some changing with their uh, management for the spot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. We got out of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just went on to the next idea, which was a brunch party. Mm-hmm. To throw in there, I called that creative situation, Here Comes the Good Part. Okay. Right. All right. So subtype. Yeah, that was that was the, that was the name of it. Here comes the good part. Okay. I ain't really had my name on it like that, or okay. what my Instagram handle and stuff was. That's okay. what people would know me as. But I just called it that because I always thought of what is what's it going to look like to the rest of the world. Right. So here comes the good part. It's instantly telling you in the name. It's about to be some good shit going. Okay. On. Okay. Gotcha. So that was here comes the so good part. So that guy's gonna do a good part. Exactly. All right. I'm exactly. following. I follow you. Gotcha. Like you gotcha. working with me, right? <laughs> yeah. I got so you. So I did the the R&B party. That went well. We did three of those. That was over. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Flavor because I I always remember from I remember Red Maple. Flavor. The vent Red Maple was the perfect storm. Yeah. He had the right promoters, the right venue, and the right DJ. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to re- be able to recreate that. I can't strike lightning twice, okay. but I can at least start with one of them. Right. Everybody was getting better at DJing, so I was like, my man right now, I'll DJ Be Easy, one of my best friends. Okay. I knew he wouldn't be available, and mm-hmm. I probably can't even really afford to pay my man like I was before. Mm-hmm. So let me start with the venue. Mm-hmm. I need that to be fly and like kind of untapped. Mm-hmm. So Flavor had a really dope setup. Yeah. The location. Flavor's in Canton too, right? Now Flavor right here in Mount Vernon on Center Street, around the corner from where the Civil is now. Okay. You know what a civil is? Yeah, like, yeah, Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know flavor. I know yeah. flavor. Is it still open? Nah. I'm yeah, it used, open. but they used to do events there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay, but go ahead. Though. I ain't yeah, so I went down there mm-hmm. and I was like, because back in the day, day, I'm old. So back in the day, <laughs> flavor used to be called Spy Club. Okay. So when you go in flavor, it's the vestibule and you go in through a doorway to the restaurant and the steps that go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Before you had to walk straight into the restaurant, mm-hmm. that vestibule doorway used to be a book club, a okay. bookcase. Okay. You would open the bookcase and go upstairs into the spy club. Oh, so like me and my homies, yeah, okay. like me and my homies okay. never forgot it because we would like take our yeah. little dates down there. Yeah. It was low key. That's tough. That's they used hard. to have like freaky art and stuff in there, but uh-huh. it was like cool. Yeah. And I always knew that place was kind of fly. So I did a deal with Flavor. Mm. We like kind of went throughout the rest of the year. The brunch party started to get a little bit of traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool. Like, it ain't do crazy numbers. I think it just wasn't the location. The location is off because there's nowhere to park around there. Yeah. I ain't have any extra muscle. It was kind of just me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tapped all my resources to get people to come, like, host, hold the mm-hmm. door, do the door for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, putting out merch through Here Comes the Good Part. So okay. I was doing like dad hats, mm-hmm. some t-shirts. Because mm-hmm. I knew I knew that's what I was good at. So yeah. let me just do what people still know me for. Okay, okay. So I knew I could still use my design skills for something other than flyers. That'd be the vehicle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at Henny Palooza. They putting Henny bottles on dad hats and they selling them like crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, well, Simple I think shit. I can do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know how to actually design yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So 
I was doing that. It was kind of cool. I was hitting on some ideas, missing on others, but Flavor had good food. Mm. Okay. So people would come for the food and stay for the party. Mm. So I wasn't, I was doing okay, but I wasn't making that much money off the event. Okay. Because I got to break, I have to split profits with, with the, the bar. The business, okay. okay. Yeah, where most of the money is coming in on the food. I yeah. make less money off that. I make more money when people coming to the actual okay. event. Okay. So people will come to the event, but also people don't be outside early in Baltimore. They think brunch parties is like, they would rather get up early and go to a brunch party in D.C. Mm -hmm. than Baltimore. And mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Well, so at was, that time, now yeah, that you time. you would say, yeah, yeah, because now right. it's a thing now. Right. So that right. sometimes you suffer from being like kind of too, too early. early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're right I, on I, it, I'm yo. familiar. Yeah. I'm, I know. I know exactly what you. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. right here with you. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, man. So I know we was exactly doing that joint. Yeah. I was like, it seemed like that's a a, a common pattern. Yeah, what you for me, about. exactly. Because what you were saying with the clothes as you was talking, I was thinking if, if Instagram was popping around that time, you would have took off. Yeah, so I was so. doing like, I did okay. Because like every once in a while, I come across somebody radar who I respect just from online, not yeah. anybody in Baltimore, not like people in Baltimore aren't respectful, yeah, yeah. but in fashion, mm -hmm. people moving around different in the world. Right. So, right. Um, it's a, it's a, I'm a, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. you made me think. I watched this YouTube um, channel called Threaded Threadication. Yeah, I watch it. I you watch it? Okay. Uh -huh, it. You remind me of, of the stories that, because I watched all, like, they, they do all the old, all the designers from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And they stories, and I, it, they remind me of what you're yeah, saying. Like, um, the one last one I watched is uh, 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 the white boy. Um, damn, what the fuck did he, he design? He was fucking with Kanye. He was part of um, Ben Trill and all them with um, Virgil and oh, all them. Oh, Matthew Williams. Matt, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. him. His yeah, I'm story. Still, I'm still deep. Like, I'm still heavy and like, okay. I'm still being on Hypebeats every day. Okay. I'm okay. still following, like, especially getting to see Virgil and stuff, bro. Yeah, I yeah. told you, like, I was on, like, I know Dino used to be heavy on, like, Nike Town and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, right? I'm um, Nike Talk yeah. and all that. So I was, like, kind of around that. Message that, Boards yeah. was a big thing. So yeah. I've been I following. I was on that, too. <laughs> I have different interests now, but I'm yeah. still very connected yeah, to, like, yeah, what's yeah, happening in fashion, right? In fashion, it takes more time to develop. So it's not like music with. You it it can turn me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, I mean, okay. I relate to how the messaging in music because yeah. age, but, right? Yeah, but music is but with, still a love. Yeah, but with fashion, age it is less age specific nowadays mm. because like we got Pharrell, Pharrell and Jay Z, and the yeah. almost fifty, but yeah. they still look young. Right, they still right, have right, youthful right. energy. Still got the, yeah. And fashion moves more in that. True. Moves true. That I way. agree. Fashion ages grace more gracefully. Yeah, the music. Yeah, the music, I got so. you. I got you. I know. So you I, I'm still connected, right? Okay. So I'm doing the um. Who's was he at? Here comes the good part, right? Mm -hmm. People don't believe this. I tell this story all the time, mm -hmm. and it's a few people that can vouch for me. Doing Here Comes the Good Part, the party was like, eh, it might have been one of the lighter Sundays. Mm -hmm. So I go downstairs, I got a drink in my hand. I'm talking to my homegirl that's doing the door. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, about to open the juice bar. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm about to do. This was in 16? Yeah. Okay. I'm literally in the joint like... Yeah, I'm, I think I'm just open a juice bar. Mm -hmm. I'm already, I'm kind of tipsy, mm -hmm. right? But I'm like, because <laughs> yeah. at this time, I'm already um, plant-based. So I don't really eat much that they have at Flavor. I okay. just know their food tastes good. Okay. I eat like two things off the, off the menu, and other mm -hmm. than that is drinks. Okay. And the reason why I said I was going to do a juice bar is because through Instagram stories and um, Snapchat and stuff at the time, I would always post my smoothie for my Nutribullet. Nothing mm -hmm. fancy. I was just always posting it. Mm -hmm. And some people did know that knew me, they did know I was, you know, plant-based, okay. vegan, vegetarian, whatever. So I was getting way more response from that mm. on, on Instagram and stuff. And I'm like, yo, I got new t-shirts out. Mm -hmm. Why do you keep asking about recipes right, for right, a smoothie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so they, it was gaining interest. Yeah, it was getting okay. a lot of interest. I was like, you know what? Learn business. Mm -hmm. You got to fill a void. Like yeah, the first yeah, time yeah, I'm yeah, like, so fact, I'm like, this might fact. be a lane. I'm going to just put that in my back pocket. Okay. 
What, what, before you go, what made you go vegan and plant-based? So I started, uh, this year makes 10 years. November mm. makes 10 years. Okay. Um, two things happened when I was 25. When I was 25, we was doing parties. I said, when I turn 30, if I ain't a manager, mm. I ain't doing this no more. Okay. But by, by the time I got 30, the business had already went went down. Mm. Um, and I also said, I'm going vegetarian when I turn 32. Mm. It just felt way more natural to me. Okay. okay. I already gave up pork and beef. Um Partially from like college, being around like a lot of Muslims and stuff from Philly, we I gave up pork. Mm-hmm. Coming home from college, I ain't feel as good eating uh, beef and red meat, mm-hmm. so I stopped eating that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Russell Simmons had some, you know, he been veg- vegan forever, mm-hmm. so he had he was like doing some talks and some podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Listening to that, and I was kind of like, yeah, it, it's not an ethical thing; it's more of a health thing. Okay. okay. So I played basketball in high school. I always been kind of active, so. You know, I always been health conscious, mm-hmm. and it just really felt more natural for my body. Okay. Um, and then also, my dad passed, so I think subconsciously it started to like, it started to come back up in my my mind in the back of my mind. Like my dad passed because he had high blood pressure and okay. cholesterol. He so had, the health had, thing. And he had a heart attack, okay. and I was like, I ain't, I necessarily thought specifically I don't want that to happen to me, but I did feel a way about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can control it, so yeah, I guess this, this, yeah, I'm a, this yeah. is what I'm going to be at with it. So I decided that at 25, and I did it at 30, and, and I've been on that kick since then. So it, was it a hard transition? It wasn't because I already had gave up uh, beef and, I mean, pork and red meat. That's what you ate the most? Um, No. Because I don't eat even one, but I, I, I it, still It wasn't what I track. ate the most, but it was already out of my system. Like, okay. It's not, I only had my, I was cool with having limited options already. Mm. Okay. My girlfriend at the time. We would go back and forth. You probably been here before, uh, where the lady you with don't know what she wants to eat. Yeah, of, of yo, course. We, yo, we what man go, hasn't been there? Right. Before. So we would go back and forth, all the time. and it's funny. Like this is a joke. It's a jab. Cause you yeah. Know, but it's all good. So I was like, well, she was also feeling the way about. She saw some some footage of like chickens, the way they mm-hmm. what they do to chickens to eat, and that's, so she was that's, like, I that's don't really want to eat it. And I was like, well. Let's just do this together. Okay. So it gave me more incentive to okay. do it because yeah, I had somebody yeah, yeah. to do it with. And accountability. I'm like, yeah, yeah, accountability mm-hmm. partner. So mm-hmm. it was just like all perfect timing. I turned 30, I had somebody to do it with. Mm-hmm. It was kind of already on my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, low key, I'm kind of boring. Like I can't eat the same thing over and over. Okay. I ain't tripping, right? Okay. I'm eating for health reasons anyway. Like, right. I'm not a foodie. Okay. Like, I go anyway. I'm going for the ambiance, just back to Red Maple. I care about how it look, yeah. what's the vibe, who in this joint. Okay. What they serving. I can always just eat salad. Yeah, you know right. it go. Yeah. You know your go to. Well, you yeah. can't lose on that. Yeah, lose on that. So that's what made me go. Um, you know, change my diet or whatever. Okay. And so, uh, I was doing my smoothies or whatever. My mother saw me watching the Nutribullet video. This was before they was in Target, mm-hmm. and she like bought me one. I was like, damn, man, you the best. She always, she always <laughs> got the best uh, gifts, yo. So she got me that joint. Right. Uh, and I was getting interest on that. Mm-hmm. But while I was in the party, I was just like, I was starting to feel like this. Lifestyle wasn't sustainable for me. I can't do this every week and every every Sunday. The partying. Yeah, I can't be out like this because yeah. the way my body heal and move and stuff like that is just don't work for being up late and for drinking that often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was already drinking less. I still drink drinks, but I wasn't drinking as much. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't feel right. So I was like, I got to do something else. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, was, I, I just thought about it. And while I was in the party, I was tipsy and, you know. <laughs> my inhibitions was lower and I was like I'm about to just pivot you know, I'm about to do something different so I okay. told her mm-hmm. and she was like well that sounds like something you would do but okay mm-hmm. I ain't had no proof no plan no mm-hmm. nothing just, just, just a thought just life yeah just like life experience eating plants all the damn okay. time okay so I said that's what I was going to do and then I started working on it so 
the deal with Flavor, like that kind of just fell through. Nothing bad. They had some stuff going on with the business or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just took took some step, took a step back and had time to regroup. And that went through like 2017. Okay. 2018, I had foot surgery. I opted for foot surgery, so it kept me in the house for two months. Mm-hmm. So while I was in the house, I was like, I'm going to take, take advantage of this downtime. I ain't had to go to work. I ain't had to clock in. I ain't had to work online. Still getting paid? Yep. Bless Can't beat that. Can't, Can't beat, beat that. that. But I was like, I ain't just going to put my feet up. Like, <laughs> literally, <advantage> literally, <laughs> my foot is up, right, because it's broke. But yeah. I ain't going to put my foot up and just do nothing. Right. Take advantage um, of it. Yeah, so i like, what the hell am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Let me go check out this certification for holistic nutritionist. Mm-hmm. I'll say this now for anybody that's interested in the juice game. You don't have to be anything to open a juice bar. It's just a business. Okay. I wanted to do it because I seen where my interest came from. It was very specific. Yo, what can I eat for this? What recipes can I do for this? And I wanted to have like real formal educational background on health mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I signed up for a holistic nutritionist okay. class. Real. So you took yeah. real deal shit. Yeah. So I'm a certified playing. holistic nutritionist. Okay. And by holistic, it means that my modality of uh, dieting, dieting and diet uh, meal plans mm-hmm. is plant based first. Okay. So okay. if you do eat meat for the, for the clients and consultations I did do, I would just take some of it out of their diet. I mm-hmm. wouldn't just make them change because it's me. Okay. But they know, you come over here. This is what you're going to get. Yeah, we ain't eating all okay. that. Gotcha. And uh, it's basically really to support uh, nutrition, like to mm-hmm. really help them get the nutrients they need versus okay. what the people eat. Now, we eat a lot of processed food and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and it just made me feel better. So if I'm going to have a juice bar, I want to know what these ingredients are actually yeah. doing. As and you should. And it's also a different way to make money. Right. So I was like, all right, and it can be another stream of income. Okay, okay. So did my consultations, I passed the certification, that was 2018. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, all right, I got some, what the hell am I going to do with this now? Right. And I was like, well, here we go back to the event. <laughs> it's like, I know I'm opening a juice bar. I said it how many years ago, let's get this thing started. How do we do this? So what I learned from the clothing line is pop-ups, um, you got to spend this much money, you need to be making this much money back. Mm-hmm. I need a proof of concept. Okay. So... I'm in the house anyway. I got all this time. My foot broke, all that type of stuff. So I started making up recipes. And I changed the name from Here Comes the Good Part to Good Part and Company. Because mm-hmm. I'm because I do design, I'm always looking at logo design and branding and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started reading a lot about branding and marketing. I knew that was like a weaker, that was weak for me. Okay. You want to sharpen your tools. So I wanted to learn. Yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to strengthen that. Mm-hmm. And then I became really good at the branding part. Okay. So I was like, well... A lot of brands, you see a lot of brands that says and company. Like yeah. you might see law firms like that. You see other businesses that say and yeah. company. Because I knew that good part and company was going to be like multiple things. I knew uh-huh. I wanted it to be some kind of It's like an umbrella. Yeah, it's basically it was an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Right. And I knew it was going to include different types of lifestyle things. Okay. But I'm starting with juice. Okay. Right. So I said, all right, I'm gonna change the name. I built a new website and I just launched merch. Mm-hmm. And the merch was basically themed off of colors for fruit or whatever was in season at the time. Mm-hmm. I made it real limited. That way I don't lose a whole bunch of money. Okay. Right? Put out some real flavorful t-shirts. My biggest, boldest design. Everything I did before was black, white, and gray. This was Color. lavender and peach okay. and all. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, hitting yeah. with all the flavors and okay. people in Baltimore respond respond to that. Yeah. So I did that. I'm like, all right, cool. They like this. So now let me give them the whole full concept. So like I wrote a whole passage. I don't even remember the passage, but mm. I wrote it about whatever it is that the business was going to be. And that, mm. kind of, that passage has been evolving ever since. Okay. But- it became Good Part and Company. So I had a pop-up literally in my house. I couldn't go too many places because okay. my foot was broke. Right. <laughs> so I planned it uh-huh. in my house. Now I'm I'm, I'm better now. I, okay. you know, my foot is healed. But I used the space that I had because I was like, Yo, I'm tired of renting these places. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, uh, what the turnout was going to be. Mm-hmm. 
I was moving into a new apartment, so I got to see it bare. I okay. ain't have all my furniture and stuff in there, okay. right? So okay. it was already naked. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to just use this joint. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardwood floors. And, space. Yeah. yeah, so, right. you know, neighborhood kind of cool. Uh-huh. So I had three pop-ups mm-hmm. at my house. Mm-hmm. I had rolling racks from the previous clothing line and stuff. So I, like, literally designed some merch, put mm-hmm. the rolling racks up on one side of the living room, mm-hmm. put seats on the other side of the living room, mm-hmm. and I just stood in my kitchen and made juice the okay. whole time, 12 okay. hours on my feet. People were just coming all day. Fresh fruit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So okay. it wasn't organic. It's conventional. I still use conventional at the shop too. So okay. what's the difference? Um, you know, so for organic food, it's all grown organic, less pesticides, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. It, it, the cost is the biggest difference. Okay. okay. Right. Um, some people only eat organic, and that's cool too. But mm-hmm. my price point would be too high if I right, if I right. did all organic, yeah. and I serve more than just juice. So if, if part of my menu is organic and the rest of it not. I wouldn't feel, I don't feel okay. like I'm being consistent. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's yeah, so smart. some of the things we use are organic, but it's not all organic, so I don't claim it. Okay. Also, it's too many loopholes in what you can, when you can call something organic. Okay. Right, and sometimes you can get USDA approved organic and mm. so on and so forth. I wasn't going through all that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel so you. Anyway, so yeah, so I, so I like, you know, we just going to do this joint fresh. They can see me making it. Yeah. I made it. That was cool. I was doing the, Making the juice right there. I had my recipes, made a little menu, posted it up in the apartment and everything. You came up with the recipes or it was like yeah, some shit you found? because I was in. a nutritionist. Okay. Then I knew what was okay, good for okay, most okay. people. Right, you know, right. And then the flavor palette, you got to put together things that taste good yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and all the recipes weren't great starting out. Like mm. two or three, I don't even use at all. They were stupid, but <laughs> you know, you got to learn through it. But, the, yeah. but four of them, three or four of them, solid. Okay. So, yeah, so I just did the pop-ups at my house. I was like, all right. Sort of like you made a nice profit. Yeah, I made made all my money. I made I profited. Okay. I profited. Okay. So because I ain't had to pay for nothing, I was already true, paying true. rent. So yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. Right. Um, the t-shirts went over well. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept that simple, and I just made the colors. You know, more colors that go along with the fruit. Right. Okay. Okay. So that was cool. Um, then I was like, I'm gonna take this pop up somewhere else. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm, I was going rent a storefront for mm-hmm. a weekend. Mm-hmm. See how that work. I'm trying to go step by step. Okay. Cause I know making this juice, I need more space. Yeah, it's a value in business. You gotta sell a lot of juice in order to make some money. Okay. So I was like, I'm gonna rent this storefront and do this pop up over here and see what happened. Mm. The guy said, "Cool, you can do it, mm-hmm. but this space is for lease. So if somebody comes to pick up the full lease, they get first dibs." I'm like, I respect that. Cool. Mm. Somebody came and picked up the lease. Damn. After so you like, already planned, or this yeah. was just the going like I, I was already planning on that date. Like oh, okay. I had the date, but somebody came picked up the lease, so. So you had flies and shit made or nah, oh, okay, nah. all, right, all right. So I was just like, all right, well, let's see what type of game they plan. I need a storefront. Yeah. So I need to go get I need to go get a storefront. Right. Simple as that. And, I, right. and also, with health stuff, mm. um, there's a level of transparency people like to see when they see your food. Yeah, seeing for food sure, getting made, sure. especially at the Chipotle change the game when you can see your food getting yeah, made. Yeah. People like it, right? And then that's another level of design because now I get to design a storefront. Okay. I get to design merch. I get to design the whole world, yeah, which yeah, is a whole yeah, big yeah, deal yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. I get to design my whole yeah. little good part and company right, world. Right, right. And I was right, like, yeah, right. I need my own platform. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking venues because at one point I tried to open up a menswear store too. Okay. That ain't that ain't work. Okay. It's all, it's all good, <laughs> right? So. So like, all right, let me go find. So 2018, uh-huh. I did the pop-ups, and then I just started working hard as hell, working on a business plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I found different little like online books on how to make juice and mm-hmm. how to start your own juice business or juice truck, because people are very familiar with juice trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I don't want no truck. You want the store? I need the store. I need store. all of it. I need the whole thing <laughs> yeah. now. I'm not, yeah. I ain't baby-stepping no more. Right, I already right. got shut down once. We live in Baltimore. We get all four seasons, so the, the truck ain't going jam all right, year. I'm right, not right, doing that. Right. I don't true, live on the West Coast. True, true. 
Get that out of here. Yeah, so I get that out of here. Let me get the other information. So I found out how to break down recipes so that the flavor, it tastes the same way all the time. Then that that helped me learn how to control costs like early on. And I I ain't do great at it because now I'm working at like a higher level. But even still, I learned the fundamentals then. Mm. Then I came across a juice bar consultant. I did my research on him. I paid like for the, the... the lowest level of whatever item he had to see if it was official. Okay. So it was decent. I was like, all right, cool. Okay. Then um, I kept working on my business plan, tried to incorporate what I learned from him from that little bit. And then I was like, you know what? Let me go in more. Mm-hmm. And then I en- end up paying him like a real consultant fee, a couple thousand okay. dollars to help me do good part in company as far as like the setup and stuff like that. So I wrote the business plan and I had business plan experience from when I failed trying to open up the menswear store. Okay, okay. So I knew what to write in there, what to put in there. My credit score was better at this time. So I was worth something. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a a plan that was, they can see their return on their money. Okay. So it works. Whenever you're asking somebody else for money, they need all yeah, the things, yeah, right? Yeah. They need to know what's going on. So right. I was like, all right, cool. And I kind of broke it down. And this is a scary thing to go through because you're in the catch-22. You need to have a space to get a loan, but in order to have a loan, I mean, in order to get the lease for a space, you need to have money. Yeah. I ain't have a whole bunch of money. Okay. I mean, I have money, but I ain't have enough to just to do that. To be that confident and say, let me take the space and worry about the rest of the money later. Okay. Okay. But it all worked out. Like That's a good, I mean, to cut you off, that's yeah. a good point. Um, My father used to have a boutique on Charles Street. Uh-huh. Um, it was called okay. London's Boutique. Right yeah, there I on, that. um, uh, uh, what is that? Um. Charles in Saratoga. Yeah. And um, one thing about him, like my father, um, you know, he got his money the way he got it. And um, he he kind of, what I learned, I was in college at the time when he had it. I'm going to be real quick because I want to finish. But I was in college when he had it. And when I um, I used to go to Eastern Shore, when I came, I was going to UB. So when I came home, I would work in the store, me and my godmother. And um, I learned business that way. Like yeah. we, would, we would work the register, I'd work with customers and all that shit. And I was seeing how it was going. And I was like, it, it used to come to me like we would have did this another way. This would have took off another way. But my father was kind of like he had. I think I think his envision was like I got I got an idea. I got the money. Get somebody to do that shit, and then you know it'll work yeah. itself out. So like you were saying, you can't really do it that way if you wanted to be a certain vision because you got to work on the the profit. That that money part of the business is very critical. You can't just just. If you ain't got no money like to the ceiling, cause you gonna keep kicking out before you make yeah. a profit, it, it, it has set you backwards. So yeah, man, it was and tough. I seen that because he had a perfect location, and it was it was a. Um, I remember London's booty. Yeah, I used to go to the trade shows with him and all that shit. Like yeah. we used to go to New York and go all that, and it was I. I wish we could have kept it, but you know, hopefully one day we can get it back again. But but yeah, go ahead having, though. I having a storefront is is cool. Like you got your own little space. Yeah. You know, you get to do what you want to do and mm-hmm. sell what you want. Hopefully, it come across well. But like business is business, and mm-hmm. the bottom line is to make money. Right. So I wasn't right. trying to like water myself down and just sell the most, you know, mm-hmm. whatever juice I wanted to still. Mm-hmm be proper right because i i, I genuinely live a plant-based lifestyle, lifestyle. Yeah, i yeah. drink juice all the time so you I ain't gonna smoothies. have you really live that you ain't gonna fake that yeah shit, i can't man. you can't that's one thing they say like you can't fake lifestyle yeah because it's yeah. with you all day like you right. can fake some things yeah but when you go home you know what's going yeah. on and it's going to show eventually like right. i live it so i like i got to do this to a high level so or the highest level I can possibly do, and then improve right. from there. Mm. So I wrote the business plan, and I based it off a couple bit, a couple juice bars that was uh, that's already established, mm. right? That's my competition, not like, not a juice truck, okay, right? Not a, a farmers market, like mm. no, I'm a standalone store. Mm. I need everything. So wrote the business plan, and that joint got approved. I was mm. so surprised. I was like, yo, 
the blessings came through for the kid. The universe right. was working <laughs> with me. I, I put my mind, my thoughts, I put it out into the world, and it was, and it was uh, I'm taking too long? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. So that happened, um, and I was already looking at spaces. So mm. what I did was I studied Baltimore. I, I looked at the places that I thought was most like my business, and I said, I can't be but so far. I can't be that close to these businesses. Okay. But it's best if I'm close to... I looked up all the gyms and yoga studios because I know that's my target okay. audience. Okay. I looked at where the other juice bars are that I know of that's decent. How close are they to those gyms and studios? Mm -hmm. Where's the pocket that I can fit in? Right, right. right? Makes sense. Because so they're going to need that come here. Yeah, so I yeah. found a space in Mount Vernon. Uh -huh. Right, because I used to go to Charm City Yoga, the one on Preston Street. I used okay. to go there all the time. I used to go to the one in Mount Washington, like off Falls Road, that back yeah. way shit. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm right here around the corner from there. They got the, the Mount Vernon studio right here on Charles Street, down mm -hmm. the block decent area. So I'm just going to be in Mount Vernon somewhere. I was okay. looking at one spot. I came up on the spot I was at, but I was like, I don't think I can afford this because it's on this block with Chipotle and Subway and yeah. Starbucks and all that. But I already did the scary part by writing this. I'm not going to cut Let's myself try. short. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I went yeah. over there, called them, and it worked out. You know, they actually told me they wanted a pizzeria, another, it was a bakery, like a cake shop at first. Mm -hmm. They want another bakery, a pizzeria, or a juice bar. They couldn't put a pizzeria in there because it's apartments above it, so they can't put one of those brick oven okay. grills and stuff in there. Okay. So it was one or the other. Yeah. So the universe so you, opened you, up you, for me. Yeah, you found that Boom. niche right there. Yeah, so that I was, was like, perfect. all right, this is a better location than the one that I was actually looking at that day. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And then, you know, so now we we got here. And um, I just wanted to make sure that, like, education was a big part of what we did. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got books in the shop. You know, I try to take as much time as I can to train the staff on mm -hmm. A lot of the benefits, like you, you don't have to be vegan or vegetarian or anything to work okay. at Good Part and Company. Okay. But you just got to know about these products. Yeah. Right. Okay. Juice cleansers and all that type of stuff. So, um, and I also know that, like, just for the black community, we could do better as far as health. Yeah. And not just because we don't, not just because we suck at it. It's because we don't have enough information. We don't know. We don't know. So I was like, well, we need to be an outlet for that. Yeah. So hundred percent. That and that's it's because it's, it's a lot popping up, but I think we more inclined to go if it's a black owned spot. Yeah, I get, if some, yeah. somebody has one of our peers, like you, you, yeah. you're around, you in the same age bracket as a lot of us, and we know each other, like a lot of mutual friends and shit. Mm -hmm. So why would not go there? Type yeah, shit. I appreciate that for everybody that do come because, because I got like a little stick on the window that say black owned, mm -hmm. and I thought this was I opened in the middle of the pandemic. That's mm -hmm. nobody saw that coming. Right. But then also it was right during the time where like all the uprisings was going okay. on. So I didn't know if it looked like I was pandering by putting okay. that in the window okay. or what. So you was but, a little skeptical to do that. Yeah, I didn't know if I was okay. like being extra or whatever, but I did it. Because, um, at, like, I don't speak about it on my actual timeline that often. Okay, okay. But it, it needs to be known. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that I'm the guy that owns it, yeah. like, if you yeah. go on, to, on the yeah. page. But for people walking up and down the street, they may not know. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm going to represent. I'm yeah, going to go ahead and represent. You should. So as you should. You never know walking up that street. Yeah, and people come in. By. Yeah, and people come in and, and say just exactly what you said. Like, yo, mm -hmm. it's a black owned spot. Some other places we could go, but we, we heard about this, so we yeah. come. And I really appreciate that. So. Right. Um, you know, it's, uh, when I wrote the business plan, I knew I couldn't write this in the plan, but the concept of it was, like I said, I was trying to build my own world. So I study a lot of other brands and they have multiple things as like extensions of the brand. Mm -hmm. So at the time, Kith had started Kith Treats, however many I love years Ronnie Fee, yo. Well, I like Kith. Like, I don't, like, I, I, don't like I don't connect to Ronnie's story, so. Oh, I don't know I, his story. Okay. Yeah, so I, you know, whatever. I did. <laughs> so no, I just I like love Kip that he does no. every yeah, single yeah. thing. I mean, he yeah, get all yeah. the props, man. He get yeah. all, all the hustle, yeah, but all I the feel work you, ethic. I feel you. But I don't really relate. So yeah. 
I just gonna I got you. I'm gonna do my own work. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we can talk about it off mic. All right, okay. But I was like, yo, if he can sell cereal and ice cream next mm-hmm. to sneakers, mm-hmm. I can sell merch and t-shirts next mm-hmm. to juice. So that's so how a, you. Yeah, so that's okay. the whole okay. health cafe shop concept like okay. i'm never going to lose this design thing i'm always going to be making That's stuff it, even if, yeah even mm-hmm. if i don't get paid off of it mm-hmm. like i got hella designs on hard drives just because okay you know like i just feel comfortable chilling in photoshop and illustrator just doing something right mm-hmm. um so i was like i'm gonna just really build out and that's the best way to like kind of express lifestyle is through products mm-hmm. so i was like well we're gonna do these t-shirts or whatever and i don't because it because business you got to make money Mm-hmm. And you don't want to confuse things. This is not a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. It's a full lifestyle brand. So I got to make sure the beginning mm-hmm. of the core of it, mm-hmm. that's about health. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, I sell health. Mm-hmm. Juice is a commodity. Okay. Right? Okay. So okay. smoothies, that's just the commodity. That's okay. that's the. But when you leave, you leave with health. Yeah. That's always first. That's right. what I care about for all people right. all the time. Okay. Like the, your quality of life is a big deal, and we sacrifice a lot of our quality of life just with the hustle and bustle of day to day life, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it starts from the inside out, so that's where health come in, their diet and stuff like that. 100%. So that's what good part of company is about, and I can't keep worrying about t-shirt graphics. If I'm trying <laughs> to make sure that I'm getting this health thing yeah. across. Yeah. So I just made sure we focused on that, and then I, I'm getting around to making like more merch and stuff, and people still ask about it. Mm-hmm. And that's people who kind of familiar with me or good part when it started. Yeah. But new people that come in, uh, it kind of like blow their mind once they see that the stuff is in there because they just come in yeah. for health. So yeah, I'm like, great. Yeah, yeah. But now I can like kind of build out a niche more be- okay. because I have like merch and stuff like that. So when I seen him doing that and I was like, you know, people get it. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I'm kind of doing it in reverse as far as like he focused on apparel and products mm-hmm. and Kith. Yeah. And then, well, everybody got their own path. Yeah, because even like... um. Even like with Polo, like mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren, Polo store has a cafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yep, you know, yep. stuff like that. So I was like, I mean, always thinking. On the rugby thinking, store, Georgetown, you yeah. stay in a cafe. So I was always right. thinking that because, because when you, like, when you have a certain type of taste, mm-hmm. it, it kind of dictates a Where lot of your go. life. Yeah, right? yeah. So you, people who have certain type of taste, they do, they eat certain types of food, mm-hmm. they like certain types of music, mm-hmm. they wear certain types of clothes. Right. And I was like, that, that needs to be all in one place. Yeah, yeah. As much as possible. Yeah. I feel you. Right. So, and then also, I was realizing that what our connection to health a lot of times is we see health, we only think of gym rats and jocks Mm -hmm. or hippies Mm -hmm. as far as like being vegan and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But the more education we have, social media, and we got access to the internet, it's broadening. It's broadening. The people Mm -hmm. that are in the health don't look like those two extremes anymore. Right. Right. I'm here for those people. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you could just, be comfortable doing it because you feel like you. A lot of time, a lot of people be scared to say stuff that they they did so they don't they don't eat certain stuff or stuff like that. Cause, yeah. Oh, I don't. They ain't gonna want to hang with me or go out with me because they ain't gonna have nothing. I got like treated like that. Cause okay, yeah. I, 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 I see. I can see that. I see it a lot of times. Like because people don't get it, but in the long run, it'll it'll it make a bigger difference if you hang with the nigga that's like that. Yeah, man. So you know, <laughs> but and I don't, I'm not villainizing anybody because they eat a certain no, way. No, no. But if I, you want to do a little bit better or you want to learn about something, yeah. come on down to the good part. We got books in there. You can read about some stuff. You know, uh-huh. you don't want to dive straight into the hardcore celery right. juice. That's a little too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't like how celery tastes. Yeah, yeah. Let me get something a little sweeter, right? So I'm like, all right, right, I got you. You know, we got you know a couple of different flavors that kind of appeal to different palates and stuff. But we also got resources, right? We just got we got books in there for people to read. Uh-huh. I got the website to give you to break down a lot of stuff that we do. Okay. We working on more content for 
Instagram and like online stuff mm-hmm. so that you you can learn a lot more okay. just about all that. Cause I mean, the world is going that way anyway. We yeah, see all yeah, these, for sure, for sure. you know, and they, they, they commercialize a lot of the stuff, but it's cool. You know, mm-hmm. we just, we're going to take the good out of whatever yeah. is popping. Yeah. You know Cause it, it'll lead you down a better path. I feel like once you get involved with that, not too many people just state, I'm just going to drink smoothies. Like they eventually start to, I'm going to eat this. Yeah. Or I'm going to start going to these places and do more. Like the health ended up, because you feel different. You feel different, you man. Feel if different. you feel good, you look good. Like exactly. I said, start from the inside out. So right. I feel like we should just be there. The one thing I can say that was missing from the juice bars and stuff that we had, it wasn't much of an educational component to any of the ones that was yeah. doing well. Like, and that's necessary. Yeah, they good at business. Yeah. I wish I could do business as good as they are, yeah. but I'm just starting out. But what yeah. I can do is yeah. what I can do, which is share information, right. present it in a certain way people feel comfortable coming through. So you you still do the nutritionist thing for people? No, I'm, I'm about to start back soon. Though. Okay. So my timeline is two months. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna start taking clients again, and because okay. I had to figure out how to do it. Like, so they train you on how to take clients and, and work with clients and stuff. Uh-huh. I wasn't big on it because I'm like I knew I was busy. I knew mm-hmm. I knew my goal was the juice bar, not just to be a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And it's very time consuming. Like you have to work cater directly to yeah, a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I like didn't a really trainer. Like, get out my phone. Like yeah, I, yeah. I talk to you later. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't really yeah. feel like you know that was just yeah. me being selfish about my time. But right. now I know a lot more. Um, I'm seeing the need for it more. Mm-hmm. So. I'm taking some new classes, so like I'm learning more about plant-based nutrition specifically for athletes because I'm a part of a running group. Okay. So people want to know like what's the best plant-based options okay. and stuff like that. But I'm learning so much from that that adds to just overall right. nutritional counseling. So okay. yeah, so hopefully by November, mm-hmm. I'm back in action, taking my first few clients. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that because I've been bluffing. Right, mm-hmm. I was reading my book trying to get recertified to pass this new part so I can add this like whole new component mm-hmm. to the game. But um business first i gotta make sure the lights stay on that good part i understand so, keep me in mind when you do that because i definitely i'm, I'm interested I'm yeah interested. man and I, um, I had to think about like how that work for like pricing right with all the things i can offer because now like with everybody having online businesses mm-hmm. it's so many different things you can do and offer mm-hmm. so i got like i have we have two books online mm-hmm. i got two ebooks one is just um one is an ebook on juicing at home. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. it's not all about me getting paid. I really care what people yeah, get yeah, healthy. Yeah, so yeah. if you, you got to juice it at yourself. home, you can do it yourself. Yeah, Here go some yeah. recipes. Right. This is how you inspect your food. Right. Here yeah. go some actual juice machines to buy. Yeah. You know, I give all of that. And then I got another um, book. It's more like a, a e-pamphlet uh, of a plant-based grocery list. Okay. Right? Just to get people started. Yeah. Right? It's only a dollar. Yeah. Go to the website and download it. Is it on there now? Yeah. You just go in there, download the, 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 um, the plant-based thing. And... um. What, yeah. What um? What's the difference between juicing and, and blending? So, that's a good question. That's in the book. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> uh, juicing is like you extract all the fiber out of whatever produce you're using, and you just get the juice. Okay. The benefit to juicing is you get the nutrients to your body way faster. Okay. Because you don't have to. Your body don't got to digest fiber. Okay. So now the vitamins and minerals and stuff go straight, straight to, to your you. bloodstream. Okay. Um, with blending is better because now you got fiber so you digest it a little slower so uh-huh. for people especially for people who do have like a any kind of high blood pressure issues and things like that they need something to blunt the spike in okay. sugar okay so it's also more filling uh-huh. and uh it'll help you kind of you can depending on what your health goes are mm-hmm. if you do a smoothie you can mm-hmm. put more ingredients in a smoothie. Yeah. And and, and it still be good. Like okay. you can put a bunch of stuff in juice, but it's not gonna be good after okay. a while. Okay. And they all gonna turn out brown. Okay. <laughs> you know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. With a smoothie, you can kinda do a little bit more. Yeah. But 
So that's just the difference. One has the fiber in it, and you digest it faster. Mm. That's the juicing. Mm. The blending, you digest it a bit slower. It's a bit more filling. Mm. You can use it as a meal replacement. It helps people balance out their actual diet, like what they actually eat. Okay, okay. Um, but it's still, you still get all of the produce. It's less costly, too, because mm. you can use the whole apple, where if you're juicing, you're only using the Pieces part. of it, you're yeah, You're only yeah. using the part that got the juice in it. So. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, what's the most popular drink at the spot? Um, right now, the most popular juice is the Camden and the Mount Vernon. So the Camden is one of my original recipes. It's the uh, the orange drink. It's pineapple. It's pineapple, orange, carrot, ginger, and turmeric. Okay. Um, one thing I learned when I got one of those how to start a juice business thing is um, they give you all these recipes. Mm-hmm. And I was studying other businesses, especially from California, because they got more of a lifestyle yeah, around, yeah, around it. Mm-hmm. All my reci- all my juice recipes are five ingredients or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it has uh, spices in it. Okay. Spice might add, but as far as like actual produce that I use, yeah. five ingredients, got to keep it simple, okay. make it sellable. Okay. Okay. Right? And then the Mount Vernon, I named it after Mount Vernon, but mm-hmm. I needed some kind of energy product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a matcha lemonade, mm-hmm. but it's all natural. We use agave. We don't use sugar for anything. Okay. So agave some people don't. So I'm going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like our smoothies because it don't have sugar in it. Okay. And I take that criticism. That's mm-hmm. cool with me because this I'm approaching this from a different point of view. Yeah. So I don't want to add sugar to it. Yeah. And I'm across the street from a Smoothie King. Right. Right. You can just go there if you want that sugar. Yeah. You can kind of just go there. If you want. <laughs> now we can add. If you want to add agave or honey or something like that to sweeten it up, you can. Okay. But it's not automatically in in the smoothie. Okay. So yeah. So the Mount Vernon, um, the matcha lemonade is lemon lemon juice, of course, agave, uh-huh. matcha. And you familiar with matcha? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people um, are down with matcha now. It got kind of a bitter taste, but because we make it like a lemonade, mm-hmm. um, it tastes a lot better. And okay. People, people really like it, so. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, we'll go through different peaks. One week, some other juice might be more popular, but those mm-hmm. two are kind of, like, the most popular. Okay. What would you yeah. tell somebody that's, like, not, like, want to get involved with the lifestyle or try to drink or eat healthier and they come into your store and they don't know what they want. Like, what would you, what would your your first suggestion be? Uh, hmm. So when somebody come in, they like, I just want something healthy. They already in the right place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to be so general, but no, that's just no. the truth. It don't matter what you buy here. Right. You on the right track. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask them more. Are you in the mood for a smoothie or maybe just some juice? Okay. Right. And they'll let me know, and then we'll recommend a recipe. Mm-hmm. You have more of a sweet palate, mm-hmm. you want something more green or earthy. So when people come in and they want a smoothie, mm-hmm. the most popular smoothie is like uh, the Calvert, because that's the sweetest one. So okay. that's all, it's the citrus, mm-hmm. citrus-centric recipe. It's pineapple, mango, orange uh-huh. juice, and um, banana. Okay. That's the most popular. And then if you really want it to taste good, you add the plant-based vanilla protein. Mm-hmm. And you got like a creamsicle mm-hmm. situation going mm-hmm. on. The next most popular, surprisingly, is the green smoothie. It's mm-hmm. the Charles. So all of the things on our list, too, is named after Baltimore. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Did okay. it for the city. Love that. You love know what I mean? So that. that's also love marketing. Like I know yeah. studying brands like, yeah. I ain't going to lie, studying Kith, they name a lot of their um, a lot of their garments are named after places in Soho. Okay. Right. Okay. So the pants, mm-hmm. the styles of pants and stuff like okay. that. You know, okay. like Levi's got five hundred one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of different cuts. All is going. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got. Got right? you, got you. That makes right? sense. So that it's all named at the Baltimore, and and I, like I said, I think about how the brand gonna look to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm making good part of destination. Mm-hmm. So now, if you do like what we got going on, and you might be black from somewhere else, you come to Baltimore and you want to do some healthy stuff. You gonna come, come by see us, and you are gonna recognize Baltimore because that's what's actually going to me. Yeah, okay, that's smart. That's smart. And I like if that. we go somewhere with like. another location, <laughs> they gonna know. You know, right. people know about 
Harlem. They know about 145th. They ain't yeah. never been from there. Right, well, you're going right. to know about Charles Street by yeah, the time yeah, the end yeah, of, if we yeah, go somewhere else hard. in the world, we're going to take it with us. So okay. that's why that's why I did that. Okay. Sorry, I got real hype. No, 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 I want you to. <laughs> yeah, you so got to speak on your brain. The, the Charles, on your brain. The Charles <laughs> is the next most popular. And that's like, that's the green healthy joint. So okay. somebody wanted something healthy. and yeah. it, it tastes good though. Uh-huh. So we don't have milk in that one. It's uh, coconut water instead. Okay. So that's a little bit sweet. And then they got pineapple. So that make it sweet too. And then it's cucumber, kale, and spinach added in. Okay. What's the future for Good Bar and Co. look like? You want to do more locations or what? Yeah, yeah. So more locations. You know, we want to expand, of, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on expansion now. I can't give up too much info, but we're working on expansion now. Mm-hmm. Um, the most immediate thing is we're about to roll out um, superfood lattes. Okay. So I, w- I thought about it a lot because I drink coffee, but not often. Mm-hmm. And I'm across the street from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to compete in the coffee game with them. But people started coming in. People, yeah, people started coming yeah. in yeah. and asking for it. And people that are into coffee culture like things that are a bit more tailored and 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 like kind of focused on what they got. Okay. So I don't want to make my juice bar and health cafe a straight up coffee cafe. Okay. So I was like, how can I make this a thing? Mm-hmm. So I take different types of supplements. A lot of them are like mushroom supplements. So mm-hmm. it's adaptogens. So mm-hmm. it's not mushrooms aren't the only adaptogens, but adaptogens are things that you take to help over time, help you balance your mood and hormones. Okay. So mushrooms like cordyceps and lion's manes and, and reishi, you may see it. They make mushroom coffee too. Okay. Right? So I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a super healthy, holistic spin on these lattes. I love lattes, right? Mm-hmm. We already got all the milk on deck. We got mm-hmm. almond milk. We got coconut milk. We got oat milk. We already got the stuff in the shop. Right, right. You use those, the same thing as the base for coffee mm-hmm. anywhere else. So everything is plant-based. We got these adaptogens, and then I was like, I'm going to be creative and make up some more recipes around this stuff. So we're going to have a coffee drink, and then you can just get like regular coffee from us too. That's mm-hmm. coming up soon. And then it'll be the specialty joints. They got the adaptogens in it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll probably have some more like basic, just like a cold brew coffee, okay, um, a regular latte. So we're coming up with the latte menu now. Before September is over, it's going to be out in the Okay. Building. So would that and give then, you the same sensation from as a regular latte or, or just more so, healthier or... So, so there are so some of those mushrooms do help with focus specifically, okay. uh, energy and focus, and um, help with things like cortisol, like control your cortisol levels. You know, your cortisol spike, you start acting weird. Okay. Um, so yeah, they do give energy, mm-hmm. right? So it's a we'll have a matcha latte. So now you got matcha on top of the adaptogens, so you mm-hmm. can focus mm-hmm. clear without being jittery, like how it is when you have coffee. Mm-hmm. But you can also add those adaptogens to coffee and just get your regular coffee kit. Okay. Right, so we're going to have that. So I'm really excited about that because I'm working with an actual barista, somebody who owns a, okay. a, a coffee okay. shop. That's what's so up. So basically I'm working with them. They're going to help me. Because people that's in the coffee culture, I ain't know this, yo. Mm-hmm. Right? I just make juice. Yeah. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I make the juice. I grind the juice. I press the juice. Yeah. yeah. You want to drink it or not? Yeah. <laughs> coffee. You know, they come through with the little scoop. They put yeah. it on the espresso machine. You uh-huh. hear the, the press in the background, that. right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. It, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. So she put me on in the game so I can do it right. Because once people see it, they're they willing to fuck with yeah, it. Yeah, it gotta match the good part okay. brand. I okay. can't just throw any. Because yeah, I was just yeah, going yeah, buy yeah. um like the canned coffees or whatever, okay. right? Okay. But I was like, no, we gotta put our spin on yeah, it. And yeah. then, like I said, we it's already only got. Right. It's only right. <laughs> yeah, we already got the materials, the the milks and stuff to make it. So you know, so she gonna show us how to work our espresso machine. Right. How to steam a milk. Now you might not get no latte art. We ain't gonna have the little hearts okay, and stuff okay, on top. Okay. But <laughs> it'd be gonna, hard you get a little G. Yeah, on right. That I, that's why you know you already know. You already <laughs> think like, I'm gonna put the G on it and sprinkle the little stuff on it so you'll see the G. Yeah. yeah, I might do that. It's like I forgot what they call it, but it's basically like a template. Yeah. Right? And you do that, like a die cut thing. Okay. But yeah, so okay. So yeah, so that's coming soon. Um, we are working on expansion. 
uh, and more apparel. So it's gonna be more lifestyle, more lifestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first thing, the latte menu. Boom. Oh, and I just launched like bagels. So we need to have like more food okay. stuff, people coming okay. in. So we got these Blue Zone bagels where it's, uh, they are vegan bagels. Mm-hmm. And Blue Zones, you familiar with Blue Zones? Mm-hmm. So Blue Zones are the areas in the in the world where people live the longest. Okay. So they have the most people who live over 100. Mm-hmm. And all of these regions, there's five specific ones, they all have a plant-based diet. Damn. Perfect for good part and company. I ain't hip. I ain't right. Hip. So I'm going to do like more educational and more content behind that. But mm-hmm. the bagels are there. So I made like, I, I created recipes around uh, the cuisine from those areas. Okay. So two of them are in the Mediterranean. Uh-huh. One is here in LA. Uh, not LA, in California, um, Okinawa, Japan, and then Costa Rica. I ain't make anything around Costa Rica because I ain't familiar with what they eat yet, but I'm okay. doing some research. So we just got like four little regular recipes, and then we got regular bagel offerings, right? So we bringing them more of the cafe feel. We got bagels, some vegan pastries, then we're going to get these lattes and stuff popping. So that's kind of going to fill out what we got going on in Good Part, and then we want to expand to uh, other locations, but we kind of like working on now. And then, like, more the apparel, because I need to get back to the design. That's the fun part for me, right? But you got to do the, the, the real work first. Yeah. So I had a chance to design some stuff. By October, it should be out. That's what's up. Yeah, so, um, and then I'm learning, like, now that I got more time to, like, maybe do better photo shoots or product shots and stuff okay. around the apparel, I can take time to do that. Maybe find some cool models or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so apparel. You hit the um, Styles B restaurant, Juices for Life. Yeah, yeah. Part. I go on Juices for Life. Like it's that's a part of like so it's kind of up this up up our alley to to do um, supplements and stuff like that too. Okay. So you know I thought about that, but that'll take time before we even get to the supplements. Though I'm going to start back doing holistic nutrition, gotcha. and that'll be basically if you're already in the good part ecosphere, then you'll know you got a direct contact yeah. to a nutritionist if you need it. And then I'm, I'll also be offering the services to whoever, but. It just kind of makes sense. And I'll probably like give out, do free consultations through the shop. I'm also doing workshops too. So okay. that's next too. Okay. So um, I'm up. just going to do health workshops in the shop. It may cost, it may not. They probably start out free. Mm-hmm. You know, I offer what I can and just people come sit in for an hour. We talk about what they want to talk about. I'll share information on whatever they need to learn about okay. plant-based diet. So it's a lot of things coming. You just got to take your time and do them one at a time. 100%. 100%. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. So, I mean, if you want to show what you got in the bag for the people. Oh, yeah. So, I bought. That's not food. familiar. So, I bought uh, I brought the okay. green mount. That's kale, apple, cucumber, spinach, and lemon. Okay. So, that's like the the, our basic our basic um green Looks juice. Good, that's the sweet green juice. Then we got okay. one that's like super earthy and gritty and, and hella green and super good for you. Okay. And it's real nutrient dense. That's called the forest park. Told you. We're going to put, we yeah, put the yeah, city put on the, the map. Yeah, put the whole map. This, <laughs> East to um, west. Yeah, man. So, this is. Uh, <laughs> This is the Lexington, so that's okay. how that's that's from my beginning when I first started. Both of these are a part of, so we they are recipes I created when we first started. Activated charcoal. Yeah, so the the black lemonade is activated charcoal, lemon, agave, and um, spring water. Okay. People will be like, why would I drink something that's black? Well, activated charcoal is good for pulling toxins out your system. Okay. Right. Need so that. Need yeah, that. but it don't have a taste. Okay. And it's made from coconuts. Okay. So it's made from like burnt coconuts or whatever. So, you know, it don't have a taste. So it basically just tastes like uh, lemonade, but it got, so it, it does like still have powdery residue because that doesn't dissolve totally. Mm-hmm. It just won't dissolve totally in okay. water. But um, yeah, so people really love the Lexington. Mm-hmm. It's not as popular, mm-hmm. but it's very specific. So people know when they come and they want the Lexington, you know. Right, okay. Um, 
So yeah, that's what we got going on in the shop. The green mount represents our, so those are our classic recipes. That's like all the stuff that's heavy produce, mm -hmm. like beets and kale and greens. Like that's the heavy produce stuff. Okay. And Lexington represents what we call the coolers. Those are like things that are, based around like lemons, lemon okay. juice, citrus, limes, okay. water. So they're a bit more refreshing and stuff like that. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So if y'all listening to the podcast app, check out the YouTube so y'all can see these. And go to the the, the website and the um, Instagram page so you can put all Yeah, yeah, all the that. website is www.goodpart.co. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is all Good Part and Co. All one word. So just C-O, Good Part and Co. Um, and we'll be there, man. Just... Showing off the smoothies, showing off the smoothie bowls. Y'all be, you know, one thing, though, I'm surprised sometimes when folks don't know about uh, smoothie bowls, which is another reason why, like, we continue to put, like, information out. Yeah. But it's just a smoothie. With, in the bowl. With, yeah, with instead the of drinking it, you just, okay. Yeah, it's just in the bowl and you just add toppings. Like, we add fresh fruit right on top of okay. it. Okay. Bananas. Like the acai bowls. Yeah, the acai bowls. So oh, we got acai bowls. <laughs> yeah, so we got the acai bowls at the shop. Okay. And most people are just... I'm going to be real. I just made a new pr promotional poster. Mm -hmm. And I put acai bowls because that's what people are used to seeing. Yeah. Technically, I would call it a smoothie bowl because I don't have acai in all of those okay. recipes. Okay. But whatever works, man. It's still all the yeah. same thing. Same so. shit. Same yeah, so shit. So you can come get those. We also got like shots. Shots are popular. Okay. So wellness shots. I name all the shots after clubs because what you do okay. when you go to the club? <laughs> that's you take it. shots. That's so all. I like your style. We got the hammerjack shot and we got the power plant shot. So you can come down and grab a shot and Get you a little pick me up. Okay, you know? my man. Well, I'm definitely inspired by this. I appreciate you coming on. I love the history. Yeah, I love man, what you got having, doing. Man. I love what you're doing. I love what's to come because I I like the aesthetics of all everything you got going on. Thank and you. when we was talking, it's a designer here. I'm gonna I'm tell you off camera, but okay. I, I I really want to get y'all if y'all don't know each other because I I feel like y'all got he young. Okay, and I feel like you could help him. He might not need the help, but I just yeah, feel yeah. like your style and his style can do something. But I appreciate that. But yeah. um. With that being said, check out Good Part and Code where the address is... Oh, 1216 North Charles Street. Yeah, check so them out. So not too far from here. Yeah, not too far from the studio, not yep. too far from XS. Yep. And I heard they about to open, so y'all go down there and get y'all oh, shit. Oh, that's good, because I was yeah. wondering where the hell they were. Everybody was. Well, I seen somebody say it on Twitter. I don't know okay. how true it was, but, you know, that 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 area is is like when my homies from Philly and all of them come up here, like they they know like this area is that you can get certain type of stuff. Yeah. And they used to go down to excess with me and all that. So yeah. it's it's this it's a part of the mode. It fit right in time. And and one thing I say, we wrapping up, but one thing I say a lot on this show and a lot of guests from our stories that we hear is confirmation. And I like like everything that you shared, it sounds like it was confirmation to where you're at now. Mm -hmm. Everything led to this. And I like that story and um, the universe to talk to you. So I yeah. hope that's that's what I got from this. Like the inspiration and I got from the moral of it is like you just you got to follow your path. No matter how many times you fail, no matter how many ways it go, it'll lead you to something. So I hope whoever listen to this, if you you in, a, in the midst of uh, trying to figure it out or find something, don't give up. Keep pushing. And, and, and eventually you you draw down that plan. And I also see this like for um uh, twenty when I my oh, my first apartment when I had my first apartment I used to write I, I write my goals down a lot yeah and I used to put them on my mirror I taped them to my mirror so I can see them every day yeah and then I um I do the same type of stuff too yeah and I, I write down shit any even my thoughts and I, I I got a bad habit of writing them down on paper and I dating them and I might leave it in my a, a paper in my car. A bitch found my notepad one day and she seen some shit I wrote. But, and I, I, I mad myself with doing it. But that's something I do to get the shit out versus keeping it yeah, in. So yeah. I, I just encourage, I say that to encourage people 
Because um, like you said, the, your journey, you, you wrote down, you made your plan, your business plan and all that. Like, it's important, mm -hmm. very important. So um, with that being said, I definitely got more questions. We on, we on the time constraints, so okay. we, we definitely run it back because I definitely want to do Yeah, yeah, I can always come I, back. Yeah. It's some, some, some shit about this health lifestyle that I want to get into, but I wanted you to paint that picture of your path because I definitely yeah. think that makes a big difference. It, it'll definitely sell what's going on with this. Like if I if I wasn't doing this and I heard this, I'd be like, I fuck with this story and I would want to try this shit. So, yeah. so um, with that being said, we need answers podcast. Till next time, we out. Yeah. Be down and guess what? We need answers. Fresh up out the track. Uh, uh, uh. Bitch, I hustle hard. Gotta get that bag. Uh, uh. Bitch, I'm with the gang and my whole team drag. Uh, uh. You talking about some money? Bitch, you need some more. You need some more. Mike, Mike, and Wong got that way. Bitch, watch your boat. Bitch, watch your boat. How about these perks feel like?